Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and this week, joining me in the monkey house is comedian and returning guest, Seren Jayamana. Hello. Uh, thanks so much for having me in your house. Oh, it's weird is, for the host to be. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In the monkey house here. Uh, it's so good to be here. I mean, the monkey house is a state of mind in a lot of ways. This week, it's in Sydney. It's here. Yeah. <laughs> So we've just finished our run at the Sydney Comedy Fringe Festival. What's it called? Sydney Fringe Comedy Festival. You're close. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we had a really good time. Yeah, it was great. Three three shows, all sold out. All bangers. All absolute bangers. Cannot believe how much we changed comedy in such a short period of time. Yeah, I was going to ask if you wanted to fact check any of that. No. But you've you've just doubled down? Yeah, I think, well, there'll be We've people... we comedy. People listening now going, you know what, I saw some comedy tonight and it was different. <laughs> we did that. Yep. It'll never be the same again. Uh, you might hear a dog wandering around. That's Larry. Larry, yes, in, he's allowed in the monkey house. Yeah, one of the few he, dogs allowed in. He gets he, on well <laughs> with any kind of uh, great ape he's or good monkey. With, yeah, sort of, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, technically he's bad with... I, I think it would be a nightmare if there was a chimpanzee in here. Yeah, even if Larry wasn't here, I think it would be a, a nightmare <laughs> if there was a chimpanzee I in I got a problem with chimpanzees. <laughs> no, they just belong outside of um, suburban Sydney, probably. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're a bit... It's We're under the flight path. Yeah, they'd be very confused. Trying to do them a favour. So this is the first episode of Primates we've recorded in like a year, I reckon. Uh, so it's so good to be back. Uh, welcome back, listeners. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about weird monkey news. I think this is the fifth edition of the weird monkey news subgenre of, <laughs> of primates. Um, and Serena, I thought I'd kick off with one of. I'm going to give you three options. These are I haven't re- even really read these articles through, <laughs> okay. but I found three articles that sounded interesting, and uh, we'll get through at least one of them. I think you've brought one as well. Yeah, I have a story. Not an article. 
Oh, you're going to... She's going to tell it off I'm just right off the top of the head. Love that. All right, so... We've got Robotic Gorilla Films Wild Gorillas Singing for the First Time Ever, which is a lot of info in that headline. <laughs> Maybe repeat that for me. Robotic Gorilla Films Wild Gorillas Singing for the First Time Ever. Uh, we've got How Quirk of Primate Evolution Gave Humans the Voice Apes Lack, or Tinder for Apes to Help Find Mates for Breeding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like their third heading has... It's the most titillating. Yeah. But it probably will be the least exciting. Yeah, It's pretty yeah. much what it is, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> they've got they've a Tinder for apes and uh, it helps them breed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've probably summed it up. So I you, like the sound of this, the middle article that you... Oh, I had the, uh, the quirk of primate evolution. Yeah. All right, well, this is a Guardian article. Okay, let's go to the first one then. <laughs> <laughs> you got a problem with yeah. the Guardian newspaper? I'm hoping the first one's from the Daily Telly. No, it's no. from allthatsinteresting.com. Is that oh, the one you want? Yeah. No, well, now I just I got scared that this, the Guardian article might be too boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean the... But no, let's commit to that. The no, other one's got interesting in the website title, so... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can't be... So we'll go with that. We'll go with the first one then. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll have time to get to the Guardian yeah, article. This is good well. sizzle for the... All right. So it is titled... Guardian. Animatronic Apes Sent to Spy on Wild Gorillas Films Them Singing During Dinner Together. It's such a long headline. <laughs> uh, this is by Marco Margatoff uh, and checked by Leah Silverman. Oh, great. That's cool. They've, like- she's... Purely checking for interest. Yes. <laughs> I'm just checking in. Uh, this was published in April 2020 and updated in April 2021. Beautiful. Maybe by Leah after she checked it. <laughs> uh, let me read from that article now. Uh, the robot was so convincing that the mountain gorillas accepted it into their troop. That's the, that's the subtitle. Oh, great. A little sizzle. Yeah. I'm in. Uh <laughs> I really hope the mic's picking that up. <laughs> Larry is going to town on a squeak toy. Yes. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it adds to the texture of the podcast. Yeah. But, it, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if, it's, if the mics aren't picking it up, we sound like we've lost it. Yes. <laughs> You'll hear it before you, you post this. Um, but I don't edit this show. Oh. The show goes out untouched and I probably won't hear it. Well, I know someone who could check in. <laughs> yeah, if I'm, I wonder if I should give Leah Silverman a call and see if she wants to start checking podcasts. Um, all right, so Marco writes, If you thought primate behavior was remarkably human before, wait until you see a troop of mountain gorillas joyfully singing and farting while eating dinner together. Documentary filmmakers managed to capture this remarkable footage for the first time ever using a realistic spy gorilla. A realistic spy gorilla. (laughs) No one of those unrealistic spy gorillas that you've read all about. In order to film the returning PBS series Nature, Spy in the Wild 2, which follows animals closely in their intimate lives, John Downer Productions had to make its cameras as invisible as humanly possible. So they crafted a hyper-realistic robot gorilla to blend in with animals and to spy on them. (laughs) So, and if I can show you uh, the robot gorilla, I'd love you to describe it to the listeners, please. (laughs) I mean, firstly, I guess what you'd say is it's a very realistic gorilla. uh, Certainly, yeah. 
The cameras look invisible to me. So they've succeeded with that. The thing that really jumps out at me, and it does look quite realistic, this gorilla, but the the eyes have so they're so telling. There's a lot of expression in yes. those eyes. And it's a solemn <laughs> it's like a this, sad. this gorilla this robot gorilla has seen stuff. <laughs> and I guess it has. Yes. It's yeah. seen gorillas farting and singing. <laughs> That's what those eyes tell me. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the, the just the eyes. Yeah, it is quite an amazing it it almost looks Yeah, it sort of almost looks like um a mock up of of an ancient you know missing link which i know is and and listeners have said before there is no such thing as a missing link but that that kind of old scientific idea that there was a missing link between the apes and, and the, the human the apes human, yeah um but it is it's quite so a, listeners have pointed out there's no missing link there's no missing link so we, that they, there's a brand we branched off separately there's no link between oh, us okay. you know what i mean i believe uh, someone a, a very helpful listener uh, pointed that out. Great. Because for a minute there, I thought you, you there's no missing link. The link is fully known. Yeah. And we found it here. Yes. <laughs> it's this. It's a robot gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you got to... I mean, I'll, I'll post this on social media, the photo of this uh, beautiful... I, I feel like I recognize those eyes. Yeah. It's like they've designed the, the aesthetic of the gorilla based on gorillas, but... Somehow the designer, I don't know if he got lost in a painting or something. Yeah. There is, it feels like a human eyes. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's why I'm talking about it. Somewhere halfway between this is the link. gorilla and yeah. human. I reckon, it, yeah, it's almost got the Mona Lisa quality. <laughs> well, I guess these eyes are following you around <laughs> they, the room because yeah. they are They've all spying. Camera. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the article goes on. Producer Matt Gordon and his team quickly realized that they needed to be incredibly detailed in creating their robots in order to trick the gorillas into believing they were real. Eye communication is very important amongst gorillas, Gordon said. You'll see it in footage in the first episode. The gorillas came straight over to our spy gorilla and peered right into its eyes. The gorillas would have done exactly what we would have done. Yeah, that's true. The eyes caught us. Drawn straight to the... It almost makes me question... If I myself could be the missing link. Maybe we're the missing link. What are the odds of that? (laughs) Um, So uh, Gordon goes on to say, um, so we made sure that the gorilla had the most amount of detail put into the face. The crew also had to create a robotic gorilla that didn't challenge the dominant male in the group that uh, that it was observing. We wanted to make sure that we were not being threatening, so we averted the gaze of our spy gorilla <laughs> by making their furry secret agent appear more submissive than dominant. The crew managed to convince the dominant male ape to accept the robot and signal to its troop that he, uh, that it was safe for them to approach the stranger. Finally, before releasing the robot into the def- uh, the densely forested Ugandan sanctuary. The crew also had to be sure that it smelled like the other gorillas. Um, Gordon said, We sometimes have to anoint them in feces to allow them to be accepted into the group. Ah, uh, hence the solemn look on the gorillas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Gordon said, It's not the most pleasant of jobs. <laughs> All right. I mean, Gordon, I feel like Doth protests too much there a bit. <laughs> so, wait, is this gorilla, This it's like acting like a... Regular, it's got all the movements. And the, is it like lifelike? It, yeah, it seems to be somewhat lifelike. Well, that it's seems animatronic, right? To be the great, the real feat of this whole, 
Like they're just doing it to make a documentary. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Forget about the footage. Yeah. Turn that camera back on. Yeah. <laughs> Film it in front of a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Burying the, the best story here. Um, so scientists had already discovered in 2016 that gorillas sing to themselves while eating. It's amazing that's such a recent discovery. Only six years ago. Uh, but that, they only just learnt the lyrics. I think. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so. <laughs> They're like, well, what are they doing there? <laughs> Hundreds of years we've seen them humming. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't realise they're actually singing. singing. <laughs> uh, so uh, data, that data was entirely audio-based. So the high-definition footage that Gordon and his crew managed to capture was a first. The 2016 study also showed that older gorillas sing at dinner more often than younger ones and that male gorillas sing more often than female ones the they gri- didn't but they they didn't make any mention they sent him in with they wanted to make the cameras invisible yeah so they've made the cameras invisible but he's just holding a microphone <laughs> yeah, that's to right. record the audio <laughs> yeah one of the animatronic gorillas fists is holding a mic just a giant. <laughs> It's got a boom. And his other... He's he's holding a big boom microphone over his shoulders. And he's just sort of winking at him. Yeah. (laughs) It's all good. Don't worry. I'm one of you. Half the footage. It's not really... He keeps winking. There's a camera in there, man. What are you... Apparently, the gorillas were also found to be more likely to sing while eating plants and seeds rather than insects. Which makes sense, you know. You sing when you're happy, happy, yeah, and you're happy when you're eating plants and seeds, not insects. <laughs> Who's happy eating insects? Especially when you're covered in feces. <laughs> feces. <laughs> I thought you were going to move on there, and I was pretty well, happy. Well, you know, the, I think the listeners needed it to be just noted a little bit. You know, that's for them. Uh, This latest footage expands on the 2016 study and provides evidence that gorillas are extremely gassy and are almost constantly farting during dinner. These are scientists, right? (laughs) Documentary makers. And this is what they've come out with. The footage also showed that the gorillas often screamed a chorus of appreciation while eating. How How do they know it's appreciation? Yeah, and also they're singing. Yeah. What are they? I mean, <clears throat> they're doing a lot while they're eating. <laughs> all of this so far has been things they do while they eat. Yes. They sing. It's all about, yeah. They fart. Yes. They chorus. That's right. Appreciation. They get a lot done. Yeah. Around and the dinner table. Also, they're eating. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like that's a. I guess that. that it's a long day for a gorilla. Yeah. Like, it, I reckon spread out some of the activity. <laughs> yeah. Have a post-dinner scene. <laughs> yes. You know? Uh, the animatronic ape was also designed to capably beat its chest in order to engage with other apes. This resulted in a rather endearing moment of playtime between the robot and a baby gorilla that the crew miraculously captured. Uh, Gordon said, We had this wonderful, magical moment where there was this lovely to and fro between our spy gorilla and the baby gorilla. A young gorilla came over and did the natural thing for him, which was to beat its chest. For a baby gorilla, that means I want to play. And if our gorilla was lifeless, not moving, I think the gorilla would have lost interest. But our spy gorilla was able to beat its chest too. He added, that would be difficult to see with traditional filming techniques. (laughs) You reckon? (laughs) Like a normal camera... (laughs) 
isn't able to beat its chest. <laughs> that almost goes without saying. Uh, this season, uh, this series hasn't limited itself to apes. However, the four-part production will go undercover as over fifty animatronic creatures, including a hummingbird, Komodo dragon, king penguin, pygmy elephant, koala, seal, polar bear, and quokka. A few Aussie ones in there. Yeah. Um, and there, this is a PBS series that aired last year called Spy in the Wild Two. Quokka's famously as well known for approaching anything. Yeah, that's right. Not being afraid of anything. They're just happy. You could send in like a Canon <laughs> S- DRX. Like it'd be interesting if... Yeah, that's right. Maybe this will capture that they're, you know, the darker side. Quokkas yeah. are actually real <laughs> assholes. <laughs> but um, you'd never know it because of um, because they're, they're always putting on a show for humans. True. But if an, just a quokka camera was in there, yeah. it'd be like... Ugh. I'm not putting on a show. I'm not smiling for this guy. Pitching about the humans. Yeah, (laughs) uh, we do our best. Uh, Yeah, just to try and... throw me any crumbs. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I just want to get a crumb. Where are they from? Where are Quokkas from again? Uh, Rottnest Island. Rottnest Island, that's right. Yeah, so that's that's the article, mate. It feels like we really should watch that show at some point. Uh, Yeah, I would love to see some farts. I wonder if... um, Maybe while you're you're telling your story, I'll do a quick Google see if it's okay, available. Okay, if you don't want to listen to my story, no, no, I, I'll, <laughs> you just talk. This is the problem when you don't edit a show. There's we can't have any flat spots. True, we, it's got to keep. Fl- well, my story, I don't have an article for it, but I'm wondering if I should. Well, if you want to, feel free to. <clears throat> I could just tell the story, but you but, know the story. Yeah, I know the story. So, and I'm interested to know for any of the. Australian listeners who aren't based in New South Wales, whether this story is familiar. So when I mentioned it the other day to you, Matt, you were like, yeah, I vaguely remember it. Yes. But it, um, it, you have to cast your mind back to March 2020. I also couldn't fully guarantee that we haven't talked about it on this show. But oh, okay. I mean, that's true of any story. <laughs> but I can't guarantee that we haven't talked about this animatronic <laughs> gorilla either. So it's it's pre, pre-COVID, but only just... On the cusp of COVID, really, and I know that because this happened for me. It was I have a personal connection to the story, and that I it was the last gig I did before the before the world changed. What, Not September before 11th? comedy changed. That was tonight. No, tonight you're <laughs> talking about September 11th. That's when the whole when those two towers came down. Everything <laughs> yes. changed. Yeah. Is that what you mean? So this the, is a pretty old story. No, I'm talking about March 2020, the second time the world changed oh right yeah the covid the COVID. Yeah, when covid came down i yeah so uh oh, it's sort of our generation's 9-11 it is our generation's 9-11 and 9-11 is also our generation's 9-11 that's right We've our had generations to- have had a lot of 9-11 <laughs> fishies i uh <laughs> fishies you sound like schmeagel saying yeah. I'm talking about shit. <laughs> yes. My fishies. <laughs> um, so. I really hope was the oh, mics yeah. are picking up these low flying planes. <laughs> you. It is. It's a hazard of living under the flight path as you can't record a podcast like everyone else. <laughs> uh, but we. Yeah. So in Sydney in March 2020 on one fateful night, uh, pretty much, basically the week before everything went into lockdown for the first time, uh, there was a, a procedure going on at the RPA 
and it was scheduled at the Royal Prince Albert or Alfred, whatever the hospital oh, is hospital, there. Okay. <clears throat> it was scheduled. It was a vasectomy scheduled, and it didn't go as planned because the patient didn't show up. For the vasectomy. This is a primates related story. It is a primates okay. related story, which is a beautiful twist. But uh, essentially, there was a, a couple of baboons that were on their way. They were in a van. They were on their way to the RPA. A male baboon, he had two female baboons as partners with him. And the male, <coughs> it was the male, not to spoilers, it was yep. the male who was scheduled for the vasectomy. Vasectomy, okay. Well, we don't, I mean, a lot of our listeners aren't amateur primatologists like you and I, so they might not know that uh, it is the male primate baboons or primates who get the vasectomies. (laughs) Yes, correct. Uh, A link to our own species there. Yeah, a missing link, if you like. (laughs) Or no, not 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 yet missing. Seem to be missing. (laughs) But so the baboons were on their way. (laughs) They're in a van. Is that what you call the the incision? (laughs) That's we're gonna we're about to make that link missing (laughs) in your ball bag or wherever it is. I'm not a doctor, I should say. (laughs) I should put that out. I am an amateur primatologist. I'm not a qualified doctor no so i don't know where the vasectomy <laughs> takes place but i imagine it's in the in ball the bag sack, ball region bag. yeah if not in the bag itself certainly in the vicinity is that where they get the name vasectomy because it's in the vicinity <laughs> of the ball bag yeah that is i think wow i never knew that maybe i am a doctor <laughs> uh so the baboons were scheduled to be at this appointment they never showed up for the appointment why because male baboon presumably got cold feet. Okay. Um, and he, the the reason there were two female baboons there with him is because whoever was in charge of scheduling the appointment was like, we got to relax him. Right. The only way that he's we're going to be able to transport him in the van is if we have the two females with him to distract him. Okay. Which I think makes more sense. The first time I read it, I thought he'd ask them to come along. Oh, okay. Because he's like, hey, I'm going to have a vasectomy. Yeah, I want to bring some I want to get fucking straight after this oh, is done. Oh, okay. Really? <coughs> no there, one had, no one had told some, him there's, there's going to be four be a, weeks at there's least. There's a cooling off period, <laughs> yes, surely. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be some sort of healing. But um, <coughs> so the, what happened was the baboons broke out of the van that was transporting them. I think... I think it was New South Wales Health who were in charge of these baboons. They, uh, they've they been doing experiments on the baboons and this male guy, baboon, had been... Well, he, he'd been breeding too much. Oh. He'd been getting hot and heavy. It's with- obviously not an endangered species. <laughs> Otherwise, you would think that they would see this as a, a real boon for the baboon um, breeding industry. <laughs> No, yeah, but they were, I, so New South Wales Health were in charge of a certain number of baboons and they had them for experiments, but it was oh. getting out of control. Oh, okay. So this they, is the grim stuff. This is experiment baboons yeah, experiment. Yeah, it is that, it is a bit grim. I was thinking for some reason I'm thinking these are baboons living in a beautiful uh, like a a beautiful zoo enclosure or something. Yeah, like I that. wish that they were zoo baboons, but some some of them were bred in captivity, I guess. Right. Uh, through New South Wales Health. That's like that you could say that about humans, couldn't you? We're all bred in a bloody rat race, captivity, you know, we're all just you know, eat, sleep, work, repeat. You know what I mean? Yep. And I just think, much (laughs) like those baboons, we're also scheduled for a vasectomy. We are, to get the link removed (laughs) from the ball sack. In the vicinity vicinity. of, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so the baboons, they essentially, they broke out of the van before it got to the 
uh, RPA Hospital, which is in Camperdown in Sydney. And they, uh, it was reported that they were basically on the loose for a good couple of hours running around uh, Newtown and, and Camperdown in Sydney's sort of inner west. For people who don't know Sydney well, um, like me, what is that? Is that a good area to be out and about? Just you know, it's pre, a fun area. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's a great area. Yeah, I think a lot of people come to Sydney King Street, quite a famous street through Newtown in Sydney, and that would be a lot of people would come from on their weekend. You know, they might grow up around Campbelltown or uh, other parts of Western Sydney. It would be the trek, you know, right. to come in and and either Kings Cross or King Street in Newtown. That's where you've spent your Saturday nights. So the baboons knew what they were doing. I think so. Yeah. But I and so I was at a comedy gig this night, and I remember very distinctly the producer of the comedy gig sat all the comedians down, and she was like, "Hey, just so you know, um, there's baboons," which you don't normally get a pep talk before, as you know, as a stand-up comedian, (laughs) it's quite rare. Already the alarm bells are sort of like it's it's rare you get a baboon-related pep talk. yeah. Yeah. Nearly so, never happens. There's baboons around, and uh, and she's she and just she's like, and said, by the way, their bits are not missing yet. <laughs> no, the link is not missing. The link is still there. So just be wary. But just keep an eye out. There could this be baboon bones. This baboon bones. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. So we were. Uh, it was a bit. It, there was an expectation that these baboons might just walk past the gig at any. Stage. There's a bit of an air of excitement. Do you I think guess. a baboon would be a bad audience member for a comedy gig? I think so because I, you know, I don't have a lot of relatable material for a okay. baboon. Well, I got a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they, they, I wouldn't mind a few baboons. They in would the probably crowd. enjoy your show. Yeah. yeah, they might even be listeners to this podcast. Yeah, that's true. If you're listening right now, I hope the procedure went well. Yeah, shout out to you. Shout out to you. Do, you, uh, do we know their names? <laughs> We don't know. Oh, because they're, they're, they're test baboons. They're, they're probably called baboons. like X34 or something, you know, like something really horrible. They oh, cool. Even... That's... Oh, X34 is a cool Elon name. Elon Musk would think that's a pretty cool <laughs> that's name. true. Yeah. Well, and he sort of is an arbiter of, of cool, I think. In, in today's world, I think yeah. so, yeah. So, because so it, <laughs> it was New South Wales Health, I don't know if you know um, Brad Hazard. Not personally, but I know he's Matt. he's like the health minister in the great Correct. state of New South Wales. He's the health minister, and for the last two years, through the lockdowns and pandemic stuff, he there was a period where it was a press conference every day to report on the numbers that were going on during COVID, and uh, he would be he was stood at the back of the press conference every day, very grumpy man. Right? Would you? Yeah. If you. What you you don't know him personally, but what do you know? What would you say? How oh, would you well, describe? All, all I know of him is that yeah, during lockdowns, he was when the New South Wales press conference came on the daily COVID press conference. He'd be standing there, and he you know he I can't remember anything he said, but he he'd stand on the side. He was always there, and he was always a bit of a scour on his right. face. Don't you think? Was, you could see that even under the mask. <coughs> yeah, <laughs> he he was a guy who didn't really even want to wear the mask. I oh, think right. at first, but he yeah. 
He's he's the minister as well. He wasn't like actually the medical officer or anything. Yeah, it, it right. all seemed like a big inconvenience to him. Yeah, he. I mean, so, you would be shattered. To, you go. I got the cushy health gig. Well, oh great, a pandemic. That's, I thought I was just gonna have to deal with. That's the beauty you know, of this story, Matt. Hospital <laughs> issues and that's right. <laughs> like it's clearly yeah. clearly not a, a cushy gig as well. So, but it would what a, if but, you don't like hard work, you would be pretty shattered. You when would a be pandemic. I mean, only for that reason. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be like, oh, great, pandemic, bit of fun. Worldwide, fantastic. We're all in it <laughs> We're together. We're all in this together. I love being in things together. But no, he hated it. Uh, and I, w- I am like you, Matt. I would have thought that he'd be uh, very excited and sort of thrilled at the opportunity. He'd to be like, it's, you know, treasure- join up with all the other health ministers. Treasurer and, and these are sort of the, you know, the attorney general or whatever. These are kind of the... They get the spotlight. They're the sexy ministry the portfolios, yeah. but... Health? Health, so, you know, it's, it's only a rung down, but it is a rung down. Yeah, you're often in the shadows doing tests on baboons. Yes, that's thing, right. You get, yeah, you're doing all your press conferences, you're wearing a lab coat normally, yeah. and you're saying, hey, we've, it looks like we've made a great breakthrough here. Yeah. And you don't understand what they're talking about. <laughs> but you're putting, you know, you're putting in the face time because one day you think you might be treasurer or maybe even premier. Exactly. Health minister is a stepping stone. Yeah. It shouldn't be. I mean, for me, I think people should be more passionate about their health portfolio. It's health pretty important. Health comes first. I My think grandfather always said. Health, health comes first. It's very family. hard to, you know, treasure anything. No. Or attorney general anything <laughs> if you're not healthy. No, exactly. You know what I mean? So I think Brad should take a fucking good look at himself. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit much. No, I don't I, think it was. I and I haven't met fair, him yeah. and I'm on first name basis now with him. Bradley, if you're listening, <laughs> take a freaking good, good hard look at yourself, mate. <laughs> hey, maybe you should be before you you sort of you you're the minister for you whatever your dream ministry is. Maybe you should be the minister. Have a you know a good hard look at yourself in the ministry of mirrors. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go sit in the minute the the ministry of mirrors. Have a sit in that cabinet and have a fucking good hard look at yourself. Okay. Buddy old pal. You're listening to 3AW. <laughs> Steve Price here. Yeah, you reckon yeah, Steve you'd be Price would be... Yeah, you there. Do you think he'd be pretty anti-Hazard? No, but I think he would deliver whatever he was anti in a very similar, <laughs> a similar way. similar sort of way, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tone. But so Brad Hazard, and my favourite part of the baboon breaking out of the thing, RPA story, is Brad Hazard, because he's the health minister... And it's New South Wales Health doing the tests on these baboons. They're the ones doing this procedure to get the vasectomy. Brad Hazard, you can see this on... I think you can find it on YouTube. He's like in... Everyone thought it was very funny when this baboons broke out. They were, Twitter went crazy. They, everyone was tweeting about it. Even the police force in New South Wales tweeted. Yes. They tweeted, this is not a man drill. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone was having a great old time. And this is the innocence that was March 2020. Mm. No one knew what was about to happen. No. To me, the signs are obvious. When you have have baboons that have started to break out of the hospital. Yeah, that's the start of every pandemic film. Exactly. (laughs) That is wild. Could not be more obvious. The timing of that is pretty amazing. But Brad Hazard, you see him in the parliament. He's got a big old smirk on his face. And he's addressing parliament. As you say, in in the, one of the highest offices in the state, mm. New South Wales, yeah, it's not as sexy as the <laughs> Attorney General. No. It's not as sexy as the Treasurer. 
No, a very sexy job. No. Treasurer of the state of New South Wales. But he carries it carries responsibility, as we found out over the next two years. Mm. But he's there. It's a bit taking the piss, a big smirk on his face, talking about the baboons. He's saying everything's going to be okay. We'll get the baboons soon. It's fine. And then I have like I think this must have been playing through his memory every day for the next two years when he was at those press conferences. Just thinking, I used to have the best fucking job in the <laughs> yeah. world. I used to be the minister for baboons. I <laughs> <laughs> wonder what he thinks about monkeypox. That's sort of bringing the two worlds together. True, but he resents it by this point, oh, I would okay. say. Yeah. Just as a side note, the baboons never made it to the gig oh. where I was performing. And in hindsight, I, I, yeah, I think it's crazy to think that they're not going to go to comedy. No. This baboon fucks as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If it's anything, it's going to the clubs. Yeah, holy moly. Not the comedy it's clubs. Going, it's, going going the, the, yeah. it's going to the... the, uh, the Most people's first night out in Newtown, they're not going to watch comedy. That's nah. all I'm saying. And They'll go to the mini golf bar. Yeah. yeah. Where you, where holy you moly. Have a few tequilas. <laughs> I've never been a holy moly. Really? Yeah. feels should, like yeah, it feels go. like a, it could you be said, a great let's time. Let's have a round of golf. <laughs> yeah. I'm up for it. Let's 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 do it. That's how we golf in Sydney. And that so that was your last gig pre-COVID. Yeah, that was it. The world changed after that, and I, I think a, no one, a lot of people have forgotten about the baboon story. And yes, it's because COVID. We uh, yeah. Mm. Cast th- a big shadow, COVID. It's cast a big shadow. But mm. I'm to me, I'm like you're looking. You gave at- me COVID. <laughs> cast a very big shadow. Yeah, I don't know if you know that about <laughs> about you. If I know it or if the listeners know it. The listeners probably don't know it. No. Someone gave me my second COVID. It's funny. It's very rare you know where you get it from. I don't even know where I got it from. That's right. I don't think nearly no one would know where they get it from. And I mean, I couldn't prove that you gave it to me, but it feels most likely. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm glad everyone is aware of that. And uh, I, the baboons, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that was your first COVID as well It wasn't even special for me to be honest Second COVID But it was my first COVID and it was special And that's why I wanted to share it, it with was, you It meant a lot yeah. that you thought that I was worthy of you sharing COVID yeah. with I didn't share it with many people no. Not even my parents Just that whole car load Because <laughs> we went, we were, yeah Anyway, whatever We went on to a shoot in, the, in country Victoria Four of us in a car Sometimes all, I wonder if I shared it with Shepparton. That's true. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if uh, maybe they shared it. They might have shared it. Maybe they shared it with us. Jeez. So many questions left unanswered. My last um, gig before COVID was not quite as hectic, but it was similarly odd. It was up in Brisbane for the comedy festival there. And it was just a. I'd I'd finished my show just before that. And I was invited on to do this sort of lineup show that was. Improvisers and stand-ups. Baboons? Oh, oh imagine. No. no, this is up in Brisbane. The baboons didn't make it up there. I think they treat their baboons better in Brisbane. They're not testing them like the sickos in Sydney. <laughs> uh, and it was me and the other guy in the lineup was a Kevin Rudd impersonator. Oh. So this is in 2020. Yeah, Kevin great. Rudd hadn't been in power for... <laughs> he was an oldest Australian Holt. Prime Minister. Was it Jonas Holt? Jonas Holt? Sid- Sydney comedian Jonas Holt? Maybe. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Very nice guy. But I'm like, the, the, the whole gig felt surreal. And then the next day, all 
shows were cancelled. And I'm like, was it was it us? <laughs> Did we somehow do this with this really odd vibed gig? Where I was it was yeah. I just remember it feeling surreal the whole time. Yeah. And uh, someone in the audience had come I I had to do like a short set and someone and I, I'm like, I don't know what material. I'm like, anyone, anyone see my show tonight? And someone's like, yeah. I said, what, what, what bit should I do from the show? And she yelled out the punchline of one of the bits. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's going to be hard to do that one now. You sort of, you've started at the end there. And I never recovered. <laughs> so I was pretty happy when COVID hit, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> I get to have a break from this for a while. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I've just found a little clip of uh, the gorilla, animatronic gorilla. Oh, great. It's just a minute and a half. So maybe we can watch and do a, a brief commentary those here. Those eyes. Look at those eyes. So tell, tell us what you're seeing here, Seren. Oh, yeah. Look at it. It's, I mean, it's quite robotic, but, you know, pretty. It's hard to know whether what sort of uh, frame rate gorillas look at though yeah. with their eyes. Maybe, maybe it's more smooth to a gorilla's frame rate. Oh, they are great shots it's getting. But uh, I must say the shots of the robot are more mesmerizing. And Cut, also cut back to the a, robot. A real gorilla's eyes are nowhere near as human. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As Yeah, that's right because it's the Mona. Let's see if we can pick up any of the singing here or farting. Um Man, I love those bird sounds. They don't only sing for their supper. Oh, here we go. There's the farts. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a chainsaw. A semi-permanent state of I, flatulence. I have a question. Yeah, okay. What do you got? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they have a lot of footage of the animatronic. Yeah. It's what's the, what's that camera? camera? <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing they got those in post. They're like, all right, we're going to have to get some cutaways oh, of the camera. They've taken, the, yeah. Yeah, or noddies or whatever they call them. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to need to get some noddies of the camera now. <laughs> That's so funny. a so semi-state of flatulence. Yeah, they live in a permanent semi-state of flatulence. And also interesting there that... So it's a high-fiber diet. That's right, yeah. yeah. So... so it's like a state-of-the-art robot that can see and hear. Can it smell? Because yeah. <laughs> I think that would be cruel if they added in, um, in some sort of... It's already covered in fish <laughs> That's but, true. <laughs> but maybe that, well, that would be a, a brilliant twist if the, the, the other gorillas... We're able to detect that it's not like them because yeah. it's only it's never it's not in a zero state of flatulence. Yeah, that's right. They're going. They've, what is this, yeah. this thing doing? How are you eating all this grass? <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually quite rude not to fart at the dinner table. <laughs> a gentleman never doesn't fart. What? I feel like all the best bits of <laughs> of the of uh, the gorilla 
that documentary was summed up in that one scene. Yeah. We got it. We got the eating. We got the singing, and we got the farts. Yeah, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful footage. Yes, and I love that. Just that sort of what do you call that? Like the noise bed or whatever of the of the forest. Yeah, that's it's amazing. The birds love it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, maybe maybe we maybe we'll save the um, the Guardian article for next time. Saran, what sure do you think? think? That um, sounds good. Because <laughs> I think I think you know I don't think people could take any more. <laughs> They've, yeah, there's been and a lot of prime, mate. We're it's easing our way back into the monkey house here. Beautiful. Um, maybe we, while I'm up, I'm here for another week. So maybe we we could do a part two during the week. Yeah, we could do a part two. Do you we think you could find another story? I'll yeah. have a look. Okay. Yeah, if you find yeah. another story, I'll find a guardian one. Maybe we'll do another episode next week. That sounds great. Uh, awesome. But before we go, um, normally, I'm just going back through an old sheet, seeing what how this show even works. I'd normally get the <laughs> guests to give the normally... Most episodes are about a movie or a TV show, and then we'd all give it a, sco- a banana score. How many bananas are in the bunch? The more bananas, the better. Or however you want to interpret that. And then also, how ripe are those bananas? Um, what, what, I'd maybe pick one of your... Maybe you you can give my story a banana score, and I'll okay. give yours one. Okay, great. So, how many bananas in the bunch? I'm intrigued by um, this uh, this animatronic gorilla. Yeah. And I, if there was a documentary, as you sort of suggested there should be, of the actual robot, mm. I'd give you the full allotment of bananas in the bunch. What is a full bunch for you? For if me, you're going to the shops, what, what is your full bunch? Well, when I go down to the shops, I like to take, I like to get four bananas at a time. Yeah. And often um, that means I'm pulling off two you bananas. You might be breaking a couple off. Yeah. 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 So I think a bunch is six. Okay. So I'm going to give this your story five bananas. Five bananas, and how ripe are they? It's such a weird. I can't <laughs> remember. I don't think it ever made any sense, and maybe that was the joke. But now I don't ever remember the joke. So I, I, <laughs> well, I'm going to say they're ripe. That they're, they're you. The first day you bring them home, you're biting into it, and you're a bit. You're a bit like I should have waited two days. Yeah. But by the end, by the four, fifth day, that banana's perfect. Right. Well, for your story, assuming lo- a banana a day. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm a more of a banana a day kind of guy. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I loved your story, and my my full bunch is seven. I get you know a week's worth of bananas, um, but the only thing I'm gonna take two bananas off because it really made me feel sad knowing that they were experimented on baboons. Yes, that's that's not my fault. But the, well, no, I'm not. No, I mean, I'm talking about the story, not your telling of it. Your telling of the story. Yes. That was seven out of seven bananas Great, every day you. of the week. Um, but I, it is sad. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to say five bananas. I think Twitter. I believe Twitter had that realization as well. Twitter was making all these jokes about it, and then you realize, oh, and then they were like, "Hang on a I minute, said, why are they going for?" A, yeah, well, all yeah, of a sudden, don't you feel like you want to find the baboons and help get them somewhere? Free else? them, yeah, because yeah. it's it is like what well, this baboon's gone for a vasectomy. Mm. Like I didn't even know they had private health. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, it's it's pretty grim. I mean, even five might be overdoing it. Let me take another two bananas off because I'm feeling sadder the more we talk about it. Uh, let's do three bananas, and they're you know they're they're still a bit green. Okay, but there's a future there. Is and there I any belie- consequence to this? No, no, great. But I believe into the future. You know, we're going to stop this fucking bullshit. Surely we're not going to be. Surely we're not experimenting on baboons for much longer. I hope so, man. What is going on there? That is so grim to think about. 
Um, another thing. Uh, you know what we could do? Yeah. We get a, a robot gorilla. Okay. <laughs> we send it in. Undercover. To New South Wales Health. Yeah. And we film the whole thing. Yeah. We break, we we break this case wide open. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. I reckon we could. I we reckon could we blow it. this up. We could do it. We probably... I think you... I don't know if you could go with the covering it in feces. <laughs> you might have to... What what scent do you think you'd have to cover it in to pa- get it to pass by New South Wales Health? Oh, yeah. It would probably like a... A Dior. Yeah, I figure it's they're probably a wealthy kind so, of yeah. doctors and stuff. Maybe a scotch. <laughs> Smother it in scotch. And cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... Um, that's pretty sad. I'd love to. I'd love to somehow. I mean, even just talking about it, I hopefully people go, "What the hell? I can't believe this is still going on." And yes, that, that's the that's the re- that's the way things stop like that is because people become aware of it and go, "Holy yeah. shit! What what are we doing? Twenty twenty two. What the hell? Yeah, I don't. I mean, hopefully someone important's listening and they'll and, tell. And, I mean, more all people. this is obviously have some sort of, you know, penchant for. Oh yeah. For primates. Yeah, a penchant. <laughs> Fantastic word and well used. Thank you. Uh, another thing I like to do on the show, and I'll have a, in the show notes, there'll be a link. If anyone, any listeners have a question or a fact about Primates, the podcast, you know, you might want to ask about the mechanics of this show or anything like that, or anything about Primates in general. If you've got any questions for future guests, click on the link below and yeah, ask away or give us some facts. If you've got some great monkey facts, that would also be awesome. Uh, there's also a link if you've um, got any thoughts on a good future topic. When I get back to Melbourne, Evan, uh, the second banana of the show, and I are going to work our way through Umbrella Academy Season 3. So Ooh. that's coming up soon. But if there's a bunch of other great movies we haven't got through yet. So if anyone's got any suggestions for those, please uh, click on uh, the other link. So there'll be two links in the show notes there. Um, but yeah, I put the shout out to the Patreons earlier today to see if they had any questions or facts or anything. And I've got a, a few people writing in including julian wren who wrote my question is maybe this one can go to you seren which primate besides humans would look best in a tuxedo provided the tuxedo was comfortable and the primate was into it i like that stipulation at the end there fantastic work there julian what do you reckon i mean the obvious is um hit hit monkey who's a marvel character who wears a suit and he goes around you know as yeah. a hit, he's a hitman monkey. Yeah. What type of monkey is he? I think that's a. I think he's a macaque. He, yeah, he's a Japanese oh, yeah. macaque. Uh, he was hanging out in one of the hot springs in Japan when a hitman. He saw a hitman and he sort of studied his ways and became a hit monkey. Yep. Macaque sounds a bit like a a way you would describe a very generic stand-up comedian. Yeah, he's yeah, a macaque. He's a bit macaque. A Scottish, a Scottish <laughs> yeah, generic yeah. stand-up comedian. No, but it's a bit like McDonald's, you know? It's like macaque. Oh, yeah, yeah McMansion, like yeah, macaque. A bit of a macaque. Yeah, just another mainstream. Yeah. No nu- nutrition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Junk food. But honestly, their hotcakes are great. No, exactly. <laughs> or if are I'm, they? If I'm going to the airport, I'm getting a serve of macaque. Bit of a guilty treat, but yes. should I? Probably not. Yeah. You know, all day breakfast. Macaque. <laughs> That's what macaque says to you. Do you have an answer for this? Yeah, I reckon. You know who would look good in a tuxedo, and I hope we'll see it very soon, because sometimes when you're in the film industry, you get invited to an awards night. Yeah. And there's someone in the film industry who I think is very deserving of an award, and I think that is the robot 
Gorilla. Oh, yeah. Great point. I think they should be rocking it. At the Emmys or whatever. The BAFTAs. Golden Globes. Yeah. Could be, you know, whatever you like. Full sweep. Maybe yeah. they'll Logies. get invited to all of them. Yeah. The actors. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Best international <coughs> documentary series or something. That's possibly. Yeah. Get the robot um, gorilla into it. Let's uh, get those eyes a little less solemn. Give them something to smile about. Yeah. That's a great point. Thank you so much, Sona. Beautiful answer. Thank you. Uh, this next one comes... I haven't read any of these till I read them out. Okay. So, yeah. some, hopefully they're all worth reading out. This next one comes from Lewis, uh, writing, Nothing worthwhile to say, but I want to bring up the snub nose <laughs> monkey. Did you just start this by saying, hopefully it's <laughs> worth reading out? Hopefully Nothing. this is worthwhile. <laughs> so, I, I think Lewis probably should believe in himself more because the snub nose monkey is well worth bringing up. Uh, Lewis writes, they're fascin- a fascinating breed and there's so little research that's been done on them just blows my mind, really. You familiar with the snub nose? No, I've been spending all my time with the more mainstream uh, monkeys like yeah. the macaque. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, the snub nose monkey is quite a wild-looking monkey. We've talked about them in the past, I believe, because they don't really have a nose. So when it rains, I believe, if I'm thinking correctly, these ones will sneeze and it'll... Um, oh, I have seen these. Yeah, yeah. They're quite a beautiful. Uh, and so they're, they're unique called snub nose because they. Yeah, it, they've had their noses snubbed off. I guess <laughs> they snubbed it. Yeah, they snubbed. God they was like, "You want this? You want this bit?" And they're like, nah. "I'll take two of the eyes, but the nose, nah." <laughs> you can keep those noses. Good luck sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> great, great point, Lewis. Always happy to have the snub nose brought up. Uh, Paul Meller writes. I guess the question on everyone's lips is, did you actually solve the case of the ape titty slide or are there some leads that you and the boys need to chase down? You most definitely blew the case wide open. Is there a grand finale in the works? Paul, great question. So we did a four-part series about this uh, ape titty slide, Seren. It was a big... There was a a picture that kind of went a bit viral online. It was a big ape statue with slides coming out where its nipples should have been. Okay, yep. And... uh, we did it. We thought it'd be one fun to do one episode on, but we kept blowing the case wide open. It ended up being four. But we now have a man on the ground. A listener is going out to visit. We've already had one listener visit an, uh, one somewhere in North America, but we've got another listener who's going out to a different one. Yeah, wow. When he reports back, I believe Paul that we're we're going to get the boys back together and we're going to blow this case even further wide open. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping that's going to happen in the next little while paul um but yeah that that does come down to and i hate to put all the pressure i think it was Stephen. i think it was his name uh contacted us via twitter but yeah hopefully um we get more on that for you soon paul uh all mcgrath writes more a question about you and the latest film with a primate in popular culture have you seen nope and what did you think i've, I've heard of nope i think that's, that's out of the appeal film Oh, great. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, that that's hey, a great suggestion for a future Matt, episode. Have I got news for you? We're staying in Leica at the moment. Oh, there's, there's Larry making an appearance. Just around, literally around the corner from where I live. Yes. $10 on a Monday. You go to the Palace Cinemas. They're you, playing you Nope. Go see, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be showing right now. Maybe I could go see Maybe I could. Maybe we could go see Nope. Maybe. And maybe that, you know. $10 we, Mondays. Mondays. Wow. All right, look, that's and a great you, idea. You or can, you can uh, answer all this question. Great suggestion for an episode because I I would be keen to say I, I loved uh, his first film. 
I haven't still haven't seen his second film, but I'm I I, I wouldn't need to see the second one before I see Nope. They're not nope. connected at all. Oh, I wish you. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, thank you very much for that, Orla. What else have we got here? Sean um, from Chicago. Uh, writes, this has been a frequent debate between my friends. Hypothetically, you have to choose between two curses. Either... I love a hypothetical. <laughs> She's got a new bit about hypotheticals in, in our friend shows doing. So this maybe this could be this could be new this is right up your material yeah, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. This could be a gift. Uh, either you must have a sword fight every year with a chimp. It is random and your only weapon is a sword. Or every time you get in the car, you must fight a chicken... With your hands in the car. While fighting the chicken is definitely easier and I'd rather not kill a fellow primate, I drive far too much to make the chicken scenario preferred. I'd rather have an honourable duel than kill far too many chickens to count. I love that Sean has answered his own question there. That's something that I always encourage our listeners to do. Um, it's great to present someone with a hypothetical, <laughs> but then also provide an answer. Yes. Have you... This is not actually hypothetical at all. No, but it's something Sean is dealing with every day. Uh, I think I think I'd choose the chicken thing and, and have it as a, a perfect excuse not to drive anymore. <laughs> I know that feels... Is that a cop out? But I feel like I could get away with public transport. Get on that... Get a, get a bike. I've been yep. meaning to buy a bike for a while. I went to a bike shop during one of the lockdowns and the shop was out of bikes it was they'd sold out of bikes yeah they're um, very, they were very popular they got, like in the in the lockdowns in melbourne the bike shops just yeah got very popular a lot of rescue bikes at the moment do you have, an, do you have a quick answer for that one we've got about four more to get through um, here. i reckon uh i reckon i'm gonna take the sword fight with, so, the, with the chimpanzee. Yeah, just the one. You'll keep your driving rights and just once... A, you, because you've got to beat that chimp as well. And they're freaking strong. Well, I just don't like the idea of... I feel like you've yielded your car to a chicken. Yes. And I'm... Like, I would hate to be on the bus or cycling and then just sort of <laughs> wheel past a car with a chicken driving. The chicken side-eyes you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that used to be my car. How is it reaching the pedals? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay, good point. Yeah, so you so and I'll Sean, take a sword to a chimpanzee. So, so that's uh, that's that's two to one. Yeah, sword sword fight with a chimp. It's uh, an honourable way to go as well. It's a much more honourable way to go. That's true. <laughs> uh, the next one comes from Adam Van Eyck from Sydney. Ooh. Bloody hell, that's where we are right now. That's where we are right now. And uh, Adam's written very short message. This one, my uncle is an ape. (laughs) (laughs) For a second there, I had no idea what he meant, but I've got a funny feeling he was at one of our shows recently. Oh, because didn't I? Because I said my uncle was a dog. Oh, one of the shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a reference to that. That's great. So yeah, because he's from Sydney. He was he was at our show probably yesterday. That's otherwise that's a wild coincidence. Oh, that was the dud of the three shows as well. Sorry, Adam. I had we, fun. I oh, thought sorry, it was a good show. Yeah. I felt weird. I felt weird Adam's all Adam's the only one who knows that at the start when I said we had three shows, they all sold out. <laughs> yeah, he knows the truth. Oh, that was pretty That was pretty full last <laughs> <Yeah>. night. <laughs> uh, Rachel, Je- oh, I love this when I get uh, pronunciation tips because I'm so bad at pronouncing names. Pronouncing names. Edwards. <laughs> 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 So, Rachel Gerath. No, but it's uh, Rachel writes pronounced Gerath, not Gerath, with capitalized G J E R. 
So would you say Gerath? Giraffe. Giraffe. No, Gerath. Gerath. Yeah, yeah, I reckon it's Ger- Rachel yeah. Gerath. 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 I reckon that's it. <laughs> Rachel. Uh, Rachel's from Beeston in Nottingham in the UK. Ooh. Rachel writes, I live very near to a stately home called Wallerton Hall in Nottingham. Uh, side bonus fact. It was used as Wayne Manor for the Christian Bale Batman films. Oh, that's fun. Um, and it is now a museum slash exhibition. It started... Uh, it's a standard school trip kind of place. I bet everyone in the area has been there on a school trip at least once. The natural history part of the museum's most famous resident is a taxidermied gorilla called George from the 1800s. Um, if you do a quick image search for George the Gorilla, Wallerton Hall, you will see that it has a rather prominent, prominent uh, parts. <laughs> uh, let's see what that means quickly before I finish the message here. Uh, Seren, um, what do you reckon? Well, I like the idea that this gorilla from the 1800s has got the name George. Yeah, so it got it. Is it ahead of the game? Well, I feel like that was it King George at that era? Oh, yeah. But it seems like that would sort of blasphemous. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah, he's got a prominent part. Yeah, snub nosed almost. (laughs) But something he definitely hasn't snubbed. He hasn't snubbed the balls there. No. There's a ball sack there. Yeah, in the vicinity. And um, in the vicinity. And he has not snubbed that. No, there's no snubbing going on there. And we don't want to snub George either. Uh, Rachel finally says, After our school trips, there was always the inevitable report writing and it became well known that the challenge is who could draw the gorilla dick the biggest without getting into trouble. <laughs> oh, just finding that sweet spot. That would be a great challenge. Too big. It's sort of like prices right rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the biggest without going over. No, no closest without clo- going over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, too too small and you, you're barely even noticeable. That's right. But uh, right. thank you very much to Rachel. Next one comes from Michaela from... Awabakal country in New South Wales. Wow. My, do you know the pronunciation there? I don't. I'm sorry. Um, and Michaela writes, Hey, mates. I want to tell you about a primate who lives rent-free in my head and has done for half my life. Wait, she's charging rent in her head? <laughs> no, well, not for, not for this primate. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> anyone else. Yeah. Uh, warning, this story is a bit gross. Okay, let's... Well, I mean, let's see. It's, it's always hard to know where people... You find out the where lines. people's line is. Yeah. My line is in a different spot depending on the day. Really. True. Uh, Michaela goes on. We've just seen George the Gorilla's balls. Yeah. So. And I found that very pleasant. <laughs> you know, as in not gross. I'm not, yes. I, sh- I, shouldn't, I shouldn't make it sound too positive. I just mean I didn't find it at all uh, uh, gross or anything like that. Anyway, so Michaela... Uh, continues i visited taronga zoo in sydney as a teenager and saw the orangutans there was one separated from the others i'm not sure why i was beginning to feel sorry for this guy or gal until this happened they sort of indicated to us humans watching that they were hungry pointing to their mouth obviously we couldn't offer anything so they decided to take matters into their own paws uh the ape then pooped into their own hand and ate it right in front of our eyes. I've never seen something so gross, but so hard to look away from. 
Anyway, great to hear the pod is back. Looking forward to the season three recap of Umbrella Academy. Chimpulator. Chimpulator too, Michaela. <coughs> Michaela, I think in this economy, you should be charging rent for that. <laughs> yeah, the, I'd, ideally, I would be upping the rent. I would be, yeah. <laughs> in an ideal world, I'd, I'd be upping it so much that you want the rent for a job like that to be so high that you're happy for them to still be in there. Exactly. The thought of them makes you think of the money you're making. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, I really don't think <laughs> I would be keeping that memory in there at all. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> I feel It feels like I wouldn't have stopped feeling sorry for that orangutan, though. I would have continued to feel sorry for it, maybe yeah. even more so. Yeah. <laughs> How hungry do you have to be to resort to that? I would say quite hungry. Quite hungry. Uh, the last one comes from Brent Hills Hayes of Prospect. Where's Prospect? Uh, also in Sydney, uh, in New South Wales. Oh, there you go. Uh, and Brent writes, if you were able to choose one monkey ability, would you choose another? Is, is this another hypothetical? Yeah, it sounds like it. Bloody hell. If you were able to choose one monkey ability, would you choose a prehensile tail or feet with opposable thumbs? I would say... Um uh, feet with opposable thumbs. Yeah, I think I'm going to also... Because I know how much opposable thumbs have been... That's the missing link. Yeah. They're great. I mean, how good are they on your hands? Yeah. Imagine so one, imagine your feet one well. on your feet. I feel like a tail would be fantastic, but it would also... You know, you, I, I don't like to but stand it's out too much. Oh, it's not, it's a not one of these hensile tails. <laughs> I think prehensile, from memory, that's one that you can use as an extra limb. Oh, so you could swing around on it though. It's like an opposable, opposable tail. tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if I'm remembering that correctly. So, I, but I think I'm just because you know a tail is going to be harder to hide where you can put big shoes on <laughs> and you, you can cover up that prehensile foot foot thumb. Yep. Um, <laughs> what What's your reasoning there? Mine. Yeah. Oh, just I know how. Uh, like how huge the opposable thumb was in the human evolution. Oh, yeah. Imagine the leaps and bounds we could make with an opposable uh, toe. So, big, yeah, I'm just... Opposable big toe. I've just looked up prehensile tail. Prehensile tail is the tail of an animal that has adapted to grasp or hold objects. Okay. So, I mean, that's also pretty handy. Yeah, if it or could grasp tailing. ideas, I'd, I'd go with it. <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone who messaged in. Like I say, if you do have any thoughts... Uh, that you want to share on the next episode or any future episodes, please just click that link below. Uh, the last thing we like to do is uh, encourage you to give us a five-star review on the app or whatever you're listening to right now. If you give us a five-star review, no matter what you write, no matter what you write, I will read it out on the show. Obviously, there are probably limits, but I don't think anyone <laughs> listening are, are bad people who would make me say anything awful. It can make me sound awful, of course, that's fine. Um, I usually prefer it to people who were, <laughs> who were really nice because we <laughs> find that slightly awkward to read. But um, it looks like since the last time we recorded, there's maybe four here. Let me read them out quickly. Uh, this one comes from TBR Blackpool in Great Britain who writes five stars. This is my go-to. It's playing now. I'll not stop it. <laughs> Primates is a podcast I always enjoy listening to. Which is strange, as it's also a podcast I never choose to listen to. <laughs> if the podcast I'm listening to finishes and I'm busy with my hands full and Primate starts to play, I won't go and turn it off. <laughs> you found a perfect balance there. Primates is uh, the wet weather <laughs> when, when it's raining in the cricket. Yeah. yeah. I've subscribed to it 
if it auto plays, yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, TBR Blackpool. This is, uh, kids say the darndest things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, next one comes from uh, Carl from Clee uh, in the United States, Ooh, writing Clee. five stars. Heard about this podcast from the legendary Stuart Matthews on the Science Hour podcast, and now I'm a Patreon subscriber. Good stuff. That's fantastic news, Carl. Love the work of Stuart Matthews on the Science Hour podcast. He and he, that weird co-host of his who likes to get really close to ducks. He's a bit of an oddball, but I do love Stuart's work. Stuart Matthews. Yes. Is this just pure coincidence that he's pure your name? Co- pure backwards? coincidence. Yeah. Is that how you found each other? That might be. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I never ever actually connected the two. That is interesting. But yeah, that is a show that... You were just out there saying Stuart Matthews. And I, I never, yeah, never even noticed. But um, that is inter- that is a show. I think we've put a couple of episodes up of that on the Do Go On Patreon page. I should say, if you want to support this show uh, and the other shows on the Do Go On podcast media network, um, go to patreon.com slash do go on pod and you can subscribe there. There's a bunch of bonus episodes on there. Have you met in person? Uh, no. I'd love to introduce you. Stuart? Matthew. He's Matthew a, Stewart. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That'd be great. He's a, seeing pictures Stuart of Stuart Matthew, Matthew Stewart. I feel like uh, my heart would be a flutter because he's an absolute silver fox, Ooh. a real handsome devil Great in a white coat. Beautiful man. Um, all right. This uh, next one comes from Elliot CM in Great Britain. Elliot writes, hang on. Jeez, this is longish. Let me see. I've got to, I've got to, this is the first one I've had to click to open further. Uh, Elliot writes, Five stars. You walk into an unassuming recording studio and head down the corridor, soundproof booths lining one wall. There, through the thick glass, you see Matt Stewart, playing with his phone, pretending to listen to Evan Munro-Smith, staunchly defending his bad opinions on apes. Past the booth are a couple of glass-fronted fridges. One is packed top to bottom with fruit smoothies. Not real ones, of course. Not since Prohibition started. This is like a fan fiction or something. (laughs) Everyone switched to these fake decals just to keep up the ambience. 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 Uh, still frowned upon, but not enough to get you brown bagged by the meat lobby secret police. <laughs> you pull open the door out of nothing but idle curiosity and discover a well-lit void beyond. You turn, surprised, and see Matt staring at you. He gives you a quiet nod and a wink before turning back to Evan. Slightly stunned, you turn, walk through the door and into the void. Down a slope that becomes stairs. Stairs become strangely decorated corridors. The cut stone bricks slowly giving way to raw hewn rock. Finally, you reach an imposing door. Your hand hovers over the handle. Could it be? But what if it's a trap? Another one of the lobby's schemes? No matter. You've come this far. You turn the handle and step through the door. Into the roar of light and sound. Everyone turns and cheers, beckoning you in. You're handed a fruit cockatiel. And a lay is draped around your neck. The room is immense, full of colour and taste and crispness you've not felt in so long. There at the back of the room, high on the stage, it's them. It's getting fruity with Matt. (laughs) The boys. That's beautifully written, Elliot. A beautifully written review and I think very much proof that I will read whatever you write. (laughs) I can't believe you got that many words in there. Jeez, it was beautifully written. It was beautiful. Prose. So, I would say that, that, that be prose. Yeah, I, was his name Matt? Uh, his name was Elliot. Elliot. My name's Matt. I think Elliot. Yeah, <coughs> there's like a future in uh, being a bit of a dungeon master there. Yeah, 
I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, really painted a vivid picture. Uh, and funnily enough, uh, one of the co-hosts of Getting Fruity with Matt and the Boys is a dungeon master. Oh, there you go. Adam Carnavale. <laughs> I've got to say, is probably my favourite name to say in the world. In a world of so many great names to say. Uh, I think there was one more here. Let me see. Um, sorry, Saran. One moment, please. Oh, is that, that's your cue to me to fill? No, 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 that's fine. I've got, here it is. Here's the, the last one and we're all caught up. It's weird that people haven't been reviewing it since I've stopped making the show. <laughs> uh, this last one comes from System Hero in the US. Writing five stars. Everything about this podcast is great, except Evan. He is perfect. (laughs) 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 That's beautiful. You are my system hero. Thank you so much. That was uh, Elliot took us on a real journey. Yeah. But that was a very succinct... How efficient was that? Yeah. But both, I feel like a similar journeys. journey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you to everyone who gave us reviews. And like I say, if you give us a five-star review or wherever, on iTunes or wherever you listen, um, we'll read out whatever you write. Now, uh, before we go, Saran, where can people find you? I'm uh, most prominent, I would say, on Instagram, uh, at Saran Comedy. And can people see your stand-up special? <coughs> Uh, they, you can listen to it on uh, ABC Podcasts. Um, it's just my name, Saran Jayamana. I think it's ABC Comedy Presents. Great. I'll uh, see if I can find the link. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, please do. But I, I should put it up online at so some they can, point. They can see it. Yes. It'd be more like the you know the animatronic ape. Exactly. They can see and hear. That is the better experience. Um, maybe one day even smell your comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, hopefully um, we can do another episode while I'm still up here. That sounds fun. Uh, people can find Primates at Primates Pod on Pat. No, what am I saying? On Instagram, I'm so rusty with this. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, I believe. If you look for Primates, that's two words. You know, because I mean, it's the you're listening to it here. It should say it on the thing, but there'll be links there as well. And I'm Matt Stewart Comedy on Instagram and Facebook, and now on TikTok. I do an occasional Ooh, TikTok. Beautiful. And uh, Matt Stew underscore art on Twitter. Because that's what I do on Twitter. I do art. (laughs) And I don't cringe whenever I have to say that out loud. Um, So, yeah, please follow us on all those things. And, uh, yeah, that brings to the end of the episode. Oh, this is another thing I've forgotten about. But uh, the guest always does a sign-off with our classic catchphrase that they've sort of riffed in the moment. But we pretend like they say it every week. So, I'll say thanks so much for joining us, everyone. And as we always say here at Primates Podcast. Snap back to the Tuesday sun. (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.